Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast, where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Donkey Kong Country. Donkey Kong Country was released for the Super Nintendo by Nintendo in November of 1994 in all three major territories. Oh, was it a simultaneous release? Almost. North America got it first on the 21st of November. Oh. Europe second on the 24th. And oddly enough, Japan came last at the 26th. Well, normally I would say, you know, lucky us, but I think Japan lucked out in this one. Well, this game uh, was not a Japanese-developed game, so maybe that's why it came out here first. Well, right, it's Rare, right? They're, they're British, right? This was developed by Rare, and uh, it was actually formed from uh, many experiments that they had been working on with the Silicon Graphics Workstation. Yeah, yeah. If you were a Nintendo Power Reader of the late <laughs> 80s, early 90s, you were familiar with the super machine that is the Silicon Graphics Workstation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, It was part of their hype uh, for their future consoles, and um, what it was was a high-powered graphics computer, and they used it to render frames of animation, and then they could take those frames of animation and, I don't know, jam them into a Super Nintendo-sized file. Pixelate the hell out of them. They could do that, and uh, apparently Nintendo saw these experiments they were doing and was super impressed, so impressed that they bought uh, 49% of the stock in Rare. So they became like part of the company. Oh, I did not know that. Wow. Yeah, and then it was at this point that your um, your, your uh, hero, friend, <laughs> enemy, Tim Stamper, he uh, he's the one responsible for this game. He wanted to make a Donkey Kong, a new Donkey Kong game. Well, yeah. And got permission from Nintendo to, to go ahead and work on this. It's thing. a dormant IP, so might as well. True. Uh, they spent 18 months uh, on this game with a uh, 12 person uh, programming team. Wow, okay. How many of those people were in charge of like just the graphic development? You know, I you wonder. Know, I, I wonder too, but. Uh, I would say about 11 because there isn't. Uh, well. well, we get to the fact that this is still the second best selling Super Nintendo game of all time. That's terrible, man. It was so popular that it was re-released as a game for the Game Boy Color in the year 2000, and in the 2003, they made a Game Boy Advance version of it. Ugh. Well, Nick, once again I ask, how would you describe this game's gameplay and style? And once again I'll answer, a 2D side-scrolling platformer. I, we may have to figure out a new question for the beginning of this segment, but <laughs> it is. And I usually like to add like a little bit of flavor, but there really isn't any flavor to add. Yeah, I mean, you jump, you can roll, kind of like Sonic. Uh, well, you do have like the Mario style jump, like mm-hmm, I, call, I like mm-hmm. to call it. Um, it is where you, you know, the longer you press, the higher your jump is. Sure, and it's not a, it's not a, not a great jump, but not a bad one. Um, it's not fixed. You do get to move around in that jump, so. You do have, uh, it's kind of a tag team thing between you and Diddy Kong. You can switch back and forth. Well, and uh, as you said before, let's cover that. You can also roll Mm -hmm. and you can uh, hand clap if you're Donkey Kong himself. Yeah, and you'll reveal. Those are are your three main attacks. 
Yeah, I barely used the clamp myself. But I could not figure out when it was good for ever. There would just be some times where I would just randomly, I'm like, man, screw it. And I found some bananas, but... Yeah. So wait, by hitting the ground with that slap? Mm-hmm. I was just like standing there and used it. And... There was a point of contention in my household if that was a true thing that could happen. Because I tried it a lot, and so did other people, but we never got a hand slap on the ground to I, make anything appear. I got really, I just got like two or three times where I, no reason, just decided to do it. And you get like a uh, a bunch of bananas for, what is that, 10, I think? Uh, well, cool. And we should say Diddy Kong can't do the slap. As you mentioned... You can switch uh, between Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong, depending on if you have both characters uh, available. Mm -hmm. We should also note that you find either Diddy Kong or Donkey Kong, whoever you don't have, in barrels marked DK throughout all of the levels. Uh, You'll hear them grossly um, noising to get out. Now, Diddy Kong, uh, I think, was originally supposed to be Donkey Kong Jr., Okay. But Nintendo uh, was not pleased with the design, and they felt it had strayed too far from his original model somehow. Really? They drew the line there, huh? Yeah, and they were said either (laughs) change him to look like the original or make him a new character. And Rare was so into this hat-wielding monkey that they kept him. (laughs) That is a... Wow, that's weird for both of them to feel so strongly about... (laughs) It is. So he becomes uh, Donkey Kong's nephew. Yeah, I mean, I actually played most of the game as him because he has a better, he has a higher and farther jump, so. So there is some little differences there. Um, Diddy Kong is definitely squirrelier. And he does a cartwheel instead of the roll. Yes, uh, and like you said, he does have a longer jump, but Donkey Kong has, uh, is a little sturdier, his attacks are stronger, mm-hmm. and he's a little easier to control. And I guess there are places where, by jumping off a high ledge, just you land some places, Donkey Kong will expose hidden items below him, but Diddy Kong will not. Yeah, his weight will do it. Big fat ape. (laughs) Now, you start the game with six lives, which is a lot for a game. Uh, It's a counter of five, but you still have a life on zero. Mm -hmm. And having Diddy Kong or Donkey Kong is technically like having an extra hit or an extra hit point. Yeah, if one of them, whoever you're playing as, you know, the the other one just follows you. And if you get hit, you'll fall off the screen and then you take over as the other character. Now, as either character, you can pick up barrels. And there's a variety of barrels to pick up. There's wooden ones. There are uh, metal ones. Uh, there were kegs, actually. Yeah, they're kegs. Steel kegs. Pretty awesome. And then there are also like TNT barrels. And almost all these different barrels can be used to uh, expose secret areas or kill guys. I got a pretty, I got a pretty far into the game before I truly understood that you uh, you just hold down your uh, Y button or whatever, and then you know you pick up the barrel and you throw it when you release it. Like I thought it was like a toggle thing where it's like you press a button to pick it up and then you press to... it again to throw it. But oh. I so I kept just throwing these barrels and I was like, these are stupid. Why would they leave them here? And then and yeah, you can <laughs> carry those barrels around. Yeah, no, there's a good, like, you know, you can blow open walls to find hidden little caves and stuff. And they kind of act as a shield a lot of times. If you hold on to it, that's one extra hit you can get Mm, taking it on the barrel. Um, Now, there are also barrels you'll find in the level that, like, shoot you around uh, and get you to (laughs) bonus areas. And, um, Mm. but that's a whole different type of barrel. Back to the things, though, uh, that help you or, you know, that you specifically deal with as Donkey or Diddy Kong. There are a few other things you can pick up on the various levels, uh, such as uh, extra lives in the form of balloons. Mm -hmm. A red balloon is one life. A green balloon is, I think, three lives. Okay. And a blue balloon, if you can find one, is worth five lives, I think. Ooh, well. Don't hold me to it, because I I rarely found any of the ones that weren't red. And Well, those are mostly hidden, and uh, I didn't really... 
we'll talk about it later. <laughs> Another way to get extra lives is by finding the various tiles that spell the name Kong. Mm-hmm. So there's K-O-N-G. You get all of those and you get one extra life. Yeah, and you, you can find there's always all four of them are in every level. So there's a way to spell it every time you go to a level. So There's that life. There's also uh, bananas to be found through all the levels. And those act as coins. Essentially, yeah. Every hundred you get a, a one-up. And that's that's about all you do with the bananas. And uh, you also find several um, animal uh, mounts, essentially, that uh, help you out. They're your friends throughout well, the... Not all of them are mounts, but... Well, there, that's true. There is Rambi. Rambi the Rhino. The one of two Rambo puns in this game. Yes. Uh... <laughs> there is uh, Espresso, the ostrich. And yeah. it can, has like a kind of a glide it can do. As well as pretty, it's it's fast and... Uh, I never used it in a jump. level. I use it once or twice. I mean, I'll, if I get one, I'll use it, but I never released. I didn't see him a whole lot. Now, there is also uh, On Guard, the swordfish. Yeah, he's uh, he helps a lot in the water levels. It definitely makes it easier to get around and is the only way you can attack underwater. Yeah, you get a sweet thrust charge. It is a little oddly animated, though. Well, yes, yeah, that among many things. Now there's uh, Winky, the frog, and it's just a high jump. Yeah, and he interferes with your normal walking because he can only hops. And so if, if you're really trying to edge up on the edge of a platform with him to be like, man, I really need to jump all the way. And even though he has a high jump, I don't know if I can make it. And then you hop off the ledge. That happened to me many times. Yeah, with the exception of uh, the swordfish, all of them are kind of a hindrance to your standard movement. In some ways. Um, I mean, with Rambi, you're at least like, you're kind of invincible, so you can just run through anything, and sometimes walls to find hidden caves. Yeah, but uh, let's not forget the final animal ally, and that would be Squawks, yeah, the Squ- parrot. Yeah, Squawks the parrot. Available in one level. Yeah, he holds a flashlight for you. Yep. That's, <laughs> that's a great parrot. It is. Now, one other thing you can find in some of the levels is a golden icon of one of those animals. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you collect three of them, and that's across any number of boards, you will then be uh, whisked away to a little (laughs) mini-game level uh, where you get to ride that animal and try to collect golden versions of it. And for every hundred that you get, you get a free man. They're, yeah, essentially bananas that don't count towards your total, kind of. It's, it's kind of like, uh, it reminds me of coin boats in Mario 3, where you just, you know, you have a little timer and you're just trying to run and grab as much as you can. And, you know, I don't know if it's true for all of the animal bonus levels, but at least in the ostrich one, and I would think in the others. Mm-hmm. There is a secret area where there is a special idle part that doubles the amount that you got. Oh, okay. Well, I did not encounter a single one of these bonus levels, so I I didn't know. You never went to any of these bonus levels? I never found that many statues. Oh, man. (laughs) I I went to the bird one a deal because of... uh, well, getting farming lives from that first level. But. Yeah, well, you can find, uh, you know, they're pretty out in the open at the beginning. So I was like, well, I'll just keep seeing them and eventually. But I, I just, so I didn't really, like, check them out in the early levels. And then later, it didn't, uh, I just stopped encountering them and just didn't really look for them, I guess. Well, I guess that's a, a good way to roll right into our next segment here, Nick. Well, Nick, what was your personal history then with this game? I remember the hype. Um and Nintendo Power and, you know, TV commercials. They were pushing it pretty hard. And, uh, you know, I remember uh, renting it. I got maybe second or third world. I don't know. I I never beat it. And I didn't care because I didn't really do much for me, I guess. Well, uh, you know, I am in that same boat. It was quite the hype train 
that pulled through a Nintendo station. But again, it did not uh, work on me as well as it did many other people. Oddly enough, it seems uh, like this game is one of the few games that is kind of unisex. Mm -hmm. There were a lot of uh, girls I knew that also owned this game. And not to sound sexist, but uh, of our age, fewer girls had video game systems and their game libraries were usually a bit smaller. And, I mean, it should be said, this game came out in uh, 94, so at this point I was really personally transitioning more towards, like, RPGs or... Well, the PlayStation was just about to be out. Yeah, so... And, say, with the Sega Saturn. But, uh, personally for me, my high school girlfriend had this game. So, this was one of the few games that would be in the pile of, uh, this and Mario All-Stars were games that, uh... You know, on a boring Sunday afternoon, if I was stuck at her house, I could always play one of those <laughs> games. And uh, so because of that, I think I actually beat this game. I had a save file on it at her house. And uh, just oh, out of, wow, okay. you know, sheer time through a summer or two, I, I did manage to beat this game. Uh, I did recognize the end of it when I saw it here. Okay, okay. Beating at my house earlier this week. Gotcha. Well, uh, more recently, Nick, how much have you been playing this game? Um, I played it to... Uh, about eight times. Um, wow. I would... Uh, I so would just some big marathons in there. Well, not necessarily. I would play uh, one world a day and then call it quits because I was so tired of it. I was like, I'm going to reward myself by playing a game I enjoy. And uh, so, you know, put in 45 minutes an hour a day. Wow, that's, that's, that's good of you, Nick. <laughs> and did you beat this game? I did, I did, un- unfortunately. Uh, what was the percentage you had, just out of curiosity? Oh, not very... It was, 50s, maybe 60. I, I did not find like any hidden things. I skipped oh, a lot of bananas. I would really like an update on your save file. I want to see what your percentage was at when you get home. I wasn't paying attention. Well, what did you end up with? Well, the file that was beaten at my house had a 55%. Okay. And I guess that um, goes to show that I did not beat this game. <laughs> uh, I played the first couple levels a couple, few times. Uh, you know, on my own, I got to the, I think, the third world. Okay. And, you know, I was just not enjoying this game at all. It's kind of boring. Like. Yeah. Um, you know, I was really trying, though. But luckily, I have a child. And, uh, and I put him to work. I, I made him play it a bit. And uh, the lady of the house, this was one she also owned when uh, she was a kid. Mm. So she had fond memories of this game. And I uh, used those to trick her into playing a bunch. Some of that fondness, I think, wore off as time went on. Very clever. Oh, really? Okay. But she did remember so much that... I got to see a lot of secret areas and things like that that I probably would not have. There was a point at which she had 27 lives. Nice. I was pretty flabbergasted. Yeah, I didn't... I mean, the game doesn't make it very easy to get a lot of extra men, but I just didn't really try. I was like, I'll just keep starting over with my five and pushing through, you know? Well, I do know. And I guess this is as good a place as any to begin our general chat. Nick, what a game. Yeah, I guess. Technically, it is a game. It uh, it has very unique graphics. Yeah, um, most of my notes are, you know, about the graphics, actually, because I, from day one, was like, these suck. I don't understand the, you know, I could see their new tech, you know, they're trying new stuff, but... I remember it looking like, uh, you know, it kind of started with Pit Fighter, where they started having these, like, digitized photograph, you know, and I was like, even then, in the the arcade, I was like, Pit Fighter looks stupid. I don't get it. You know, some people were hyped, so, you know, this is more of a me thing, and then later, 
Mortal Kombat 1 had similar, but yes. I felt like having these realistic sprites, or semi-realistic, I guess, uh, but they're not very well animated, so the choppiness, like, well, in Mortal Kombat, it worked because it was like a kung fu, you know. See, that's movie. where I'm going to argue with you a little bit. I feel like it was pretty well animated. I think the fact that it was, uh, you know, they tried with so many different colors, and the fact that it started at possibly as, as a claymation, you know, inspired yeah, yeah. a clay-looking model, those factors, you know, when it does move, it can just brush through so many colors, so many different pixels. Yeah, I mean, well, with the choppy animation, I I meant more. That was like more like Mortal Kombat. Like Donkey Kong has definitely is definitely better animated. Okay, but, yeah, um, because that's one thing I do actually uh, like about this game is even though I'm not a fan of many of the character designs. <laughs> there is a level of polish to the animation that I I am a fan of. And uh, this game does have some beautiful backgrounds. I'm, I'm a big fan of its backgrounds. I agree. They all look great. I, and uh, I, I wrote that down like every level. I was like, the background looks good. Like, <laughs> and there's some really good effects of, like, you know, the time changing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the snow, the rain, the fog. Those are really good effects. They are a little annoying because they're a little too good where, you know, it makes it very hard to see what you're doing. There's a lot of like uh, visual noise back there in the in the background. But it is impressive that they are pulling that off on on the Super Nintendo. Yeah, but I feel like uh, the you know their computer modeling and stuff like if that was going to an arcade game maybe you know it would have looked a lot better. But you know it just gets garbled and turned into this like pixely mess on you know for the most part on the on the Super Nintendo. Yeah. Well, you know I'm gonna have to agree with you for the most part. Um, one of the things that also stands out about this game is just how incredibly 1990s it is. <laughs> yeah, they, you know, this is like Nintendo trying to, I don't know, fire back at Sonic. Like, we're going to have, you know, Donkey Kong with attitude. Like, He's extreme. As you heard in the opening theme to the game, it starts with, oh, a phonograph and the old timey guy who's displaced by Donkey Kong with his boombox thumping some fat beats. Oh, yeah, he comes down and does uh, one of the most disgusting dances I've ever seen. It's not only, I'm not knocking the animation, but the choices they made for the dance moves I thought were um, stupid. Even as a 14-year-old, I was like, people don't dance like that. Like, I don't know how to dance, but I knew that's not how you do it. Well, that may be a stupid dance, but the uh, level complete dance, I think, is more disgusting. Yeah, he's always one-upping himself in this gross game. I also, like, as far as Donkey Kong's look, man, I'm like, he's supposed to be all extreme, but why does he have a tie? Yeah, I never figured that one out either. I was like, that's not cool. Ties are not cool. I'll tell you what is extreme, though. That is a lot of the enemies in this game. And what's weird is I think Donkey Kong, you know, even though he's the hero in this, he looks like a bad guy. He looks, he has the dead-eyed stare of a waiting murderer. Like, it is disgusting. I don't like playing as him. (laughs) Well, I would I would rather play as him than the gross uh, inverted pyramid of many of the jacked up muscly bad guys. All of the uh, uh, the Kremlings look they're It's like they're really going for this gross. I mean, ugh, like I wrote some notes like the uh, the clump guys with the helmet. Yeah, like they're un- inexplicably army guys. Yeah, but they're super fat. Like they have these huge gross man boobs. And I don't know who chose. Why? Why? I don't know, but many of the Kremlings have that, like, you know, 90s extreme, like, uh, look to them where they're super jacked up on top. You know, some of them yeah, have the a mohawk. One, the, like the crushes, like, yeah, he's, he's like, don't mess with me. Yeah, I just can't, I just can't take any of those guys seriously. Which, I mean, what, I mean, uh, it, it's not even that, you know, I'm not like, they're not cool like a Koopa Troopa. Like, it's nothing like that. No, like, I'm just not offended by the design of the Koopa exactly. Troopers. Exactly. 
they shouldn't have went there. They shouldn't have went there. And then while we're speaking of the Kremlings, one thing that does bother me is that many of them are humanoid, crocodilian creatures. Sure. But then there is one subset of them that is still like a tiny crocodile. Oh, the claptraps. The claptraps. Why, why, why are they still in animal form, yet the others are kind of in human form? Um, I don't know. Are they from... That reminds me of... Aren't they in like... Uh, like Pitfall or Donkey, you know what I mean? Like there's little chompy old school, you yeah, know, like, they, that's what they remind me of, like an Atari crocodile. Okay. You, they, know? you know, they might have appeared in Donkey Kong Jr. Something like that. That's what I was thinking. Maybe they were pulled from because they at least reminded me of that. But maybe they're the pets or they're young children. I, I don't know. Now, this game has uh, 40 levels. It, yes, it does. Um, and they're not like necessarily like... Uh, well, let me put it this way. There are 40 different levels, but there are really only about eight different level designs. Yes, that's the <laughs> the caveat there. Where they're just like, well, just throw in another one of these. Yeah, you've got your minecart levels, your barely mm. levels. Yeah, and I know you've got, uh, you know, just your standard run along the, the side open levels. You've got some cave levels. Water levels. Standard water level thrown in once or twice. Um I think you, you get a couple, um, you know, variants, though, you know, like, like the ice open level or whatnot, but mm -hmm. there's no huge changes. No, not really. It's uh... a lot of this game is, to me, um, just a lot of repeating ideas where they had one good idea and then they just slightly change it for maybe two sure. levels away. We'll add another hazard to, you know, um, you know, like the all the water levels are almost identical, like not identical, but it's all the same gameplay. It's just like now there's spiky tires or now there's, there's something twice else. as many fish. Like it almost reminds me of, you know, again, Donkey Kong, the original or games where you just keep, you know, there's three levels that you play over and over and they get harder either just by speeding up or adding new hazards like that design's philosophy seems to stand with this one weird maybe there's like a little meta commentary going on here that we didn't really understand as children i well even if i understood it i didn't like it so well to get around those 40 levels you have a map screen you've got one that is like the whole world mm -hmm. it's a little tricky because it makes you think the game's going to end sooner than it does yeah it's disappointing um then, <laughs> And then there's also each uh, area has its own map, and that shows you, you know, the linkage between each individual level. And there's like, what, five or six per world? Yes, and in those uh, areas, there are places that are not straight-up levels, um, but there are friendly characters you can interact with. Yeah, the, the Kong family. The Kong family. There is Cranky Kong. Who is the original Donkey Kong, supposedly. And uh, now he's old and makes... he's. My favorite part of at least the instruction manual because and he's the game funny. funny. Like, yeah, no, he was. I was like, he makes fun of the game, and I was like, you know the truth. And he makes fun of the player, so I kind of like him on all levels. Uh, there is also Funky Kong. Yeah, the surfer, I guess. Yeah, he's your standard '90s surfer. Is he though? Because he, what was with the gold medallion? Like, I thought that was more of like a rapper. It's like in the that sunglasses. Is what and white people that really don't know what's going on think. It's merging various cultures <laughs> together. You know, they're like, what's hip? Gold chains? Yeah. W were they even in 94? Wasn't that, you know, like a couple years old? Like Probably. 80s? Ah, he is rocking a sweet bandana. Mm -hmm. And uh, he runs the travel service. Yeah, he has a barrel plane. Barrel air. Which is bizarre. Yeah, you jump in that barrel plane, and that's how you get to the other areas you've been to before. It's a handy way of backtracking to save uh, your progress. Yeah, and you can... Um... 
Like, I just, I just don't understand why is the surf guy running the air. I think they just wanted like a cool surfer guy. Well, like that was like surf you around or have a boat. Like, I don't know. I guess uh, whatever. It doesn't matter. Now you can also use uh, the barrel air to go back and farm for extra lives. That's the main value in it, I think. Yeah, I, you know, if you are looking for extra lives, I'd say go back to level one, the very first level of the entire game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can, if I start there with my original six lives, mm-hmm. and I run through it twice, I can emerge with 20 lives. Okay. Uh, because you can get the ostrich thing, mm-hmm. the ostrich idol. Uh, you can get it twice naturally, and then once in a bonus area. There's a, a couple, there's okay. two or three red balloons. There's one right in his house, and you can walk right back in. Yeah. And, yep. and then at the very end of the stage, uh, at the top over the exit is um, a bounty tire and a blue balloon. Oh, okay. You can't see them. You have to do it all blind. Yeah, that's one another thing I don't like about they put a lot of stuff like just out of the edge of the screen. Like yes. how are you supposed to find like some of it's off the bottom where it's like I found barrels on accident because I, I accidentally fell and thought I was gonna die. Well, well I'll get to that in just a second. We're we're forgetting the final friendly character, Nick. Oh. The famous Candy Kong. Yeah. Now, Candy is the only member of the Kong family, or practically the game, that has a normal human body. It, why? It's it, She's like twice as tall as the other Donkey Kong, or the other apes. It's it, She looks like a Barbie doll with a disgusting monkey face and fur. Yeah, it is really creepy. I don't... Uh, it's I, Who made that choice? Why couldn't she just be look like ape size at least? Like where it's already kind of like she's the sexy monkey lady. Right. Like well, where I feel like um, the internet says that the Sonic cartoon inspired you know a generation of furries. <laughs> yeah. I can guarantee you that this game did not help that cause at all. No, well, I don't know. Maybe it uninspired some furries or furries with her disgusting face. It's quite possible. Now, as you said, there are tons of secrets in this game. I mean, mm-hmm. every level has at least one or two secret rooms, areas, you know, and that's areas. There's also always little secret areas of bananas. and. Oh, ups. yeah, yeah. There's tons of things, like, tons of hidden, well, okay, there's a lot of hidden stuff, but it's all, you know, there, there's not, like, real items or, you know what I mean? Like, it's just more, like, extra men or chances to get extra men or bananas. Yes, or the, the golden idols. And as you said, a great deal of them are in places where you have to make, like, a leap of faith. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't like that. No, choice. or you can sometimes see, like, right on the cusp, the edge of the screen, you'll see the, the top of a barrel or something. Yeah. But, you know, many of them are also found by smashing walls with barrels or mm-hmm. with the um, uh, rhino guy. Yeah, Ramby. Ramby. But, yeah, as you see, as the game goes on, I think even the most seasoned player finds less and less time to look for those secret areas yeah i mean and since you can always just fly back to the first level to you know farm it out for extra lives what's the point you know you do have to uncover all of the secret areas and get all of the kong letters in each level to 100 percent the game okay i was not going near that well nick that sound of donkey kong in a barrel means <laughs> it's time for me to ask you about the manual for this game let's get manual um, it's, uh, well, it's a pretty good, uh, you know, it's 34 pages and again, Super Nintendo full size, you know, full color. color. Yep, yeah. Yep. Um, you got four pages of story, which is way too much because it all breaks down to, uh, Diddy Kong is a hero in training from Donkey Kong. Okay. And Donkey Kong normally watches his banana horde at night, but he let Diddy Kong do it one night and oh. he said he'd be back at midnight to... Uh, relieve him and uh, Diddy Kong fell asleep and Donkey Kong overslept so 
somehow his gigantic, massive horde of bananas uh, was stolen entirely in the course of a few hours over one night. By? Oh, by the uh, Kremlings, uh, specifically King K. Rule of the Kremlings. They're yeah. all a bunch of gross crocodile uh, creatures that, you know, we'll discuss more as we encounter them, I guess. But Yeah, a lot of uh, they, the Kremlings starts with a K, and mm-hmm. therefore all their names start with K, and there's a lot of horrible K puns in this game. Yeah, it's, it's up there with Mortal Kombat where they're just like, spell it with a K, it's cool. And I pronounce that with a K, I hope you got that. Ugh. <laughs> um, so, um, really the, you know, they introduce controls you know explain the various barrels and level types and uh, your animal friends uh kong family enemies uh yeah you do get a, a couple pages of enemy names which are all um alliterative and lame um <laughs> uh well not all of them are alliterative but they are all lame and uh but my favorite part was um you also throughout it you get cranky kong with little word bubbles in his face making fun of the manual or the game it's the best part of the manual i, I like it and uh, i might go back and look at that no it, it's worth it because uh well the last page is another notes page and at the bottom he says is cranky kong saying does anyone ever actually use these memo pages waste of paper if you ask me and i was like hey my my board's exactly thank you uh Thanks, Cranky Kong, for being the voice of reason here in this bizarre game. And you, uh, you get a little uh, basic an advertisement page, kind of, for the making of Donkey Kong Country, uh, designed by Silicon Graphics uh, Workstations. No, it, I mean it's it's not. It's just like a page talking about the making of the game. Oh, okay. And it, you know, I don't know. It's like uh, made on, designed on Silicon Graphics Incorporated workstations, just like Jurassic Park and Terminator Two. Like, I don't think they used the same way, but... No. But, uh, you know, I, I had made a special note about all the artwork because uh, this, you know, it's a full color. It looks good. It's got all the enemy pictures, you know, like I said, the Kong family. But there are only four pictures of actual in-game graphics in this entire manual. Wow. All of the other images are all... Like pre-rendered? No, they're all using the workstation, but it's before it got downgraded into okay, Super yeah. Nintendo. So I'm like, even they knew. They they didn't, they, you know, they are, there was a guilty conscience behind this uh, this manual, I think. <laughs> but yeah, so that's about all, all she wrote for uh, the book anyways. Well, Nick, once again, we find ourselves where we'd like to go through a game, sometimes level by level. Level by level. But in this case, I'm not sure how granular we can get. You well, know, I mean, there's not much to most of the levels, so I, I just have a little bit for each one. Very little. Now, one thing I did like is that every level in this game has a name. Mm-hmm. A unique name. Um, sometimes they reflect what's happening in the level. Sure. Sometimes not at all. Mm-hmm. Like the first one is Jungle Hijinks. And that's pretty fitting. Sure, sure. It's your standard first level. It introduces you to the mechanics of Donkey Kong. Yeah, I think it's a good first level for the most part. Gives you uh, the rhino to ride around on. And, um, well, I'll say this for a lot of levels, but uh, the music's really good. I I like the kind of, you know, jazzy. It's got a a jungly kind of feel to it, you know. I I really enjoyed it. We did forget to mention the music in this game, and uh, it is definitely good. There's no songs that really stick out, and I'll go over this more in my review later, but I did really enjoy the music in this game. But, yeah, uh, level one, the hijinks. Yeah, I mean, real easy. You get your first uh, encounters with the, you know, the uh, critter crocs and the clump crocs, which are again the ones with the big, fat, gross man boobs. 
Yes, uh, you do also encounter the beavers for the first time, and I really dislike their design. Yes, and they were not named in the book. They're one of the few enemies that doesn't have a name in it, but since the boss ones are called like very naughty, like G-N-A-W-T-Y, I just called them naughties. So. Yeah, they do have a name. Uh, all, all of the enemies are named actually at the end of the game. Oh, okay. During the credits, but uh, man, I did not pay enough attention. I wasn't, I was done. <laughs> Uh, well, you make it through there. You find yourself in uh, the second level, Ropey Rampage. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's nighttime. It's, you know, like we said, nice effects. Sure. Uh, this introduces you to one of the biggest a-holes in the game, the Armadillo. Army the Armadillo. Yeah. Uh, once you think he's gone by, he hasn't. He's going to roll right back and bite you on the ass. He's a jerk. And uh, this also is a well, the first time I encountered a bunch of uh, BS hidden bananas off screen. It's like, if you... You know, if they're just above, I'm like, if, if the screen's not going to scroll up, don't hide stuff up there. It yeah. makes me mad. This is also one of the first um, Leap of Faith falls where mm. you can uh, ride like a chain of barrels through, you know, what looks like a bottomless pit. Yeah. Now, we didn't mention earlier, but if you do fall in a pit, you lose both your monkeys. Yeah. You're dead. Uh, next, you'll find uh, Cranky Kong. He can make fun of you for a bit. Pass through him, and you are in the Reptile Rumble. Mm-hmm. It is uh, a rumble. It is the first cave level. Yep, yep. And uh, you get uh, your kind of the first time you see a bunch of bouncy tires. Like, it's kind of the mechanic of this one. Yes. And we did forget to mention those tires. Uh, The bouncy tires, sometimes they're lodged in the ground. Sometimes you can roll them along, and they allow you to jump twice as high. Yeah, like a spring would in most other games. Now, uh, another first in this level, I think, is uh, one of my other least favorite enemies, the bee. The spiked bee. The spiked bee. They're called zingers, and they're jerks. They are. Um, there's a wide variety of them. They move in different speeds, uh, at different uh, velocities and angles. Mm-hmm. They're always just more of an obstacle. They don't ever uh, run and gun. They're never attacking you, per se. Yeah, they suck. They do. But after that, you get to your first water level. Yeah, coral capers. Indeed. Um, and with all of the water levels, they are immensely better once you find that swordfish. Yeah, he speeds it up a lot because they're all just like going down a path. It's not even really, I don't think there are any underwater levels with a split path. Uh, there are a few, very few levels that do have split paths, but uh, no, you're just going through them slowly for the most part. Uh, you get the fish, it's a, it's a lot faster, but it's, I mean, it has good music, but it's pretty boring, you know. Now, I would like to do a quick shout out. Uh, you know, we do all kinds of different research a lot of times we'll look at walkthroughs, histories, things like that. Um, you know, whatever we can to help us, you know, get through a game or explore more of it. And uh, we both discovered this uh, website, DKC Atlas. Mm-hmm. And it is an amazing uh, repository of maps because the maps are fully animated. Yeah, they're really good looking, like, and thorough. They are some of the best video game maps I've ever seen. And I guess they do the entire Donkey Kong Country series. Well, I mean, this is the only one I've played, so maybe they get better and that's why and they're worth it. But I'm like, you guys need to make some other, like, get to the good games. So, yeah, whoever makes these maps, please go make them for every other video game that I love. Because I could stare at these maps longer than I want to for a game I don't like. I'm sure if they were made for games I did like, I would be, you know, in here. Yeah, yeah. Well, with the help of those maps, um, you know, you can find all the secrets there in your underwater level. But once you're through there, you get to hang out with uh, Funky Kong for a moment. Mm-hmm. You could take a barrel flight if you'd like. Or you could move on to Barrel Cannon Canyon. 
Yes. I bet you love this level, No, nope. nope, I sure don't. Uh, this is the first in a series of lame barrel cannon, like, and B sequences that you're constantly in these barrels that sometimes move up and down, left and right, rotate. You have to time your firing to land in another barrel or fall to your death while dodging these stupid zinger bees that are moving around, and uh, it's very slow and not fun. Now, these levels also have like a, a little mirror to the Sonic universe where there will be a sequence of barrels that just automatically shoot you, you know, in mm-hmm. a pattern around a distance. And it's kind of like when you go in a loop or hit a bunch of the springs in Sonic. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I even made a note, uh, wannabe Sonic. There you have it. Uh, well, once you've made it through this horrible uh, timing nightmare and you've figured you don't want to be Sonic, you get your first <laughs> encounter with Miss Candy Kong. Oh, yeah. So, Stopping on by, seeing the lady. And you need to save. You want to save and save often in this game. Uh, one thing I didn't find out that you you asked me about uh, was that you can stockpile all the lives you want, but once you've saved and quit, when you come back, you start again with those six lives. Yeah, I I was I didn't really save with a lot of lives, so because I didn't farm for extra lives for the most part, I just kept. I was like, I'm just going to brute my way through it. Well, um, you know, I did. Uh, as like a nicety to the other people <laughs> in my house playing. I was like, you know what? I got like 15 minutes. I'm going to go get a bunch of lives, you know, before anyone else plays. And they would be great. Yeah, do a good deed. And no good deed goes unpunished because um, I just wasted 15 minutes on that first level. <laughs> but I know it in and out. Oh, master of the jungle hijinks. Now, you've uh, done your dance with Candy Kong and you find yourself at the final level, which isn't even a level. Man, just a boss encounter. So every final level of an area is a boss encounter, and there is no level to go through. You're instantly in the thick of it with a boss. Yeah, and I mean, it's in their banana. They're, you know, you can see all the bananas, right? Like in yeah, the it's background, millions of bananas. Millions. We're in a world where not only are there millions of bananas and billions of bananas, but they don't ever spoil. No, I mean, are they the economy of this world? I, they don't get into it. You, there's no way that Donkey Kong could eat all those bananas. You know, maybe the Kremlings are starving when he's hoarding, hoarding bananas, literally. Well, maybe, but they have teamed up with a, uh, a giant beaver named Very Naughty. Yes. And he hops around. Yeah, and uh, he'll hit you if you run into him? I guess. I mean, I yeah. this guy offers zero resistance. You just jump on him. He does speed up his hops. They get a little farther with each hit, but five hits and he's dead. Are all bosses five hits? Uh, yes, okay. that, that I could tell. And you beat him and you get a, um, a giant banana with a Nintendo sticker on it. You know, I think I read that uh, only the very original copies of that game have the Nintendo sticker on it. Or like oh, the first really? wave of releases. I think it's re-releases on like the Game Boy and whatnot. For some reason, don't have it. Hmm. Well, I don't know. And, you know, it's weird that you get this giant banana because they never mention it. Like, what, why do you have, well, where do these giant bananas come from? Is there a giant banana tree? Why, why aren't they, you know, well, you already have mil- millions of bananas behind you. Isn't that good enough? I guess not, because you then venture on to the monkey mines. Donkey Kong is a, he's a shameless banana plutocrat. Anyways, monkey mines. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the first level is Winky's Walkway. Mm-hmm. And it is. You are on a walkway in a mine. And uh, there's it, a frog in there. Yeah, it's like a scaffolding, or you know, going through this mine. It's pretty. Uh, nothing too fancy here. You no. have to jump sometimes. That frog is like a blessing and a curse. Sometimes he's kind of a little too squirrely on the the scaffolding. Yeah, Winky, Winky the frog. And I think this also is the first area you encounter the um, little skull and crossbone barrel 
that spawns oh, enemies. Right. Yeah, you get your enemy enemies box spawn boxes. And it's that same barrel will spawn, you know, the same enemy every time, but depending on what level it is, that enemy could be different. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the following level. Oh yeah. Nick's the, favorite the, level. The main event, baby. Uh I spent at least half an hour. Yeah, I died about ten times. Um, I was Minimum. very, very unhappy. This is a this this level's a well, steaming this level pile, man. Yeah, is minecart carnage. A lot of carnage. Oh yeah, uh, there's. Uh, I got to explain to my son what carnage means, <laughs> and I think he really truly understood it after seeing the wreck of a man that I was <laughs> after this this level left me on the floor. Dude, it's you know I've. In many games, I've encountered minecarts before. This isn't like new terror. They weren't, you know. No, I mean every game's got minecarts, and they all act pretty much the same. Yeah, but in this one, they're like extra sucky. Your controls, your jump sucks, man. It's really hard to like time. So I'd like to go on. I'd like to go on record in saying that you know I I kind of remember this game as being a little babyish, on the okay. easier side. Sure, sure. But then playing it, it is not. I, yeah, I agree. Um, this this is one of the levels where they, they really just, you know... Well, one of the things that really does kill you on this level is that you often die from falling, which means your second character doesn't matter. There is no extra hit. You are just right. dead. And there's barely... You know, it's mostly just jumps in the whole level. There's barely any... You know, I think there's some of the uh, crocodiles in, in the carts at the end yeah, that and come at you. They're very awkward jumps. And you're going, you're going so fast, much like this is another Sonic wannabe level for me, because when you're going that fast, at least in Sonic, they don't, you know, put you, make you dodge pits or anything. But when, yeah. you, when you start going fast in this one, you, you can't see far enough in front of you to react. Like, you really got to be on your toes. Yeah, this level is 100% memorization. Next, you find yourself in the bouncy bonanza. It's a, yeah, purple it's a cave. cave. Um, it's one of my favorite levels because there's a split path. You can find the next, the hidden uh, frog is in here, Winky. And Okay. And, uh, oh, I, I do know what you're talking you about. You know, it's like the first one where you get like a movable tire. And I was like, oh, I'm actually kind of exploring. I remember I was like, okay, well, maybe it was just the mine level. You know, maybe things were looking up. No, they're not because mm. uh, once you make it through all the jumpy tires of that area, you are in the stop and go station. Yes. And you fight the most claymation-looking creature in the game. Well, that's a misnomer. You don't fight him. Um, no. Nope. This level is a mine, and the mechanic is that there are stoplights or something? Yeah, there are, like, red and green lights that you hit these barrels. It's a, it's a barrel that says go or stop. Yeah, and so what it normally starts at, uh, it's on uh, stop, right? And you it's turn like a it, timer. Yeah, you, you change the light to green, and the, the, the rock crocs, you know, just turn into little rocks and... I guess you go to sleep or something, but then you can run through them. They're unkillable otherwise. And then after a few moments, uh, when the light comes on or whatever it reverses, they stand back up and are deadly again. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wrote down, I'm like, that's, that's something. It's a decent mechanic. But again, the level's just not fun because it's just the same thing. Yeah, it's, it's just, just a long, long tube, no paths, and not not many challenging jumps. Mm-mm. Well, next up, you have uh, Millstone Mayhem. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of trouble with this level as well. It's um, it's kind of tough. You have the big, uh, these big millstone, the wheels. They have a little uh, naughty inside, little beaver kind of running and spinning, and some they move up and down, or some of them chase you left to right. You just yeah. have to. I don't think most of them are too big for you to jump over, so you have to go underneath, dodge them. Unless you get that frog. There is a frog mm-hmm. in this level, and it's true. It's uh, and he helps a lot uh, in parts of it. Yes. 
but uh, don't get too cocky because he cannot land on those wheels. That will kill him. Yeah, but he does give you an extra hit in a way. Like True, but there is also a weird thing where sometimes when you're hit on a creature, you're thrown in a direction really quickly. I couldn't uh, nail down exactly when that would or would not happen. But and I... a lot of times that will happen right into a pit. Yep, yep, not fair. No, not fair at all. But if you can make it through there, you're at your next boss. Mm-hmm. Necky's nuts. Necky's nuts. I don't get that at all. I, I mean, he spits nuts at you, coconuts, right? Yeah. That's well, where... that's a weird thing. So he's like a giant... Like vulture buzzard head. He's a giant vulture. And for some reason in this game, vultures uh, have the market of not on nuts covered. Yes, they do. Because even the little ones, some of them throw, you know, they'll throw little, I mean, I guess they're coconuts. Handfuls of nuts, and the tiny ones shoot nuts at you. Yep, yep. And it doesn't make any sense to me. But I don't get it. Uh, this boss is just a giant head that pops out from the sides, and you jump on it. Yeah, and uh, it spits some stuff sometimes, but I barely ever saw that. You just jump on his head five times pretty easily. And, and yeah, you get your giant banana. Well done. Now, uh, full disclosure, this is about where I start checking out as a player. Yeah. Now, I did watch every level played. Okay. And, you know, I, I would ask for feedback. Sure. What do you think about this? How do you feel about this versus that? Right. So, you know, I, I'm not going to lie and say I went through this game, you know, playing it. But I do feel like I suffered through it along with everyone else. <laughs> and therefore, I do have opinions that are somewhat valid. Right on. Uh, now, this entire area is Vine Valley. Mm-hmm. And to start, you find yourself in the vulture culture. Yeah, vulture culture. Um, this um, this level sucks. I specifically made a note of it. Uh, there's more barrels and bees. And I don't know if this is the first time it asks you to do this, but you have to shoot yourself into enemies to bounce off of them, which does not seem like it should be the way to yeah, do it's anything. A little unintuitive. Well, after that, you find yourself in Treetop Town, mm-hmm. or as I like to call it. The forest planet of Endor. Yeah, you are in a pretty shameless Ewok uh, village ripoff. Uh... Forest Moon. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Star Wars nerds. <laughs> I, I know where it is. I know what it is. Or, you know, you could go for uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. They had a forest town, too. Well, the, the playset was actually just the forest of Endor playset from yeah. Kenner. So what we're saying is you are running across a treetop um, hut cityscape. Sure, you got little uh, plank, you know, uh, bridges between circular uh, floors that wrap around trees. Yeah, and it's really, it's really actually uh, really pretty. Yeah, it looks cool. I like the, I like the level, but the background is real vibrant, kind of like blues. I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, you make it through there though, and you will be in the forest frenzy. Uh, the forest frenzy introduces you to moving ropes. Mm-hmm. They just kind of, you know, you can hop on them, they move left and right in a repeating pattern. There is a spot where you have to kind of like dodge a whole series of bees uh, yeah, climbing as, up and down on the rope. As, as, it, it, as it scrolls to the right while you're on the rope, it's, uh, I mean, it's okay. Again, reminds me of like, reminds me of an old uh, Atari type game. You know, that, this level seems like that, you know, would be a game. You're just like, you're on a vine. Yes. Dodge stuff. Then on the area map, this is one of the first ones that kind of has like a weird trick about where you're going. Mm-hmm. So uh, next, you find yourself at the Temple Tempest. Temple Tempest is a uh, repeat yeah, of that other temple level. More, um, more millstone um, beavers. No, nope, just add some swinging vines. I think that's about the only difference. You can get the ostrich in there. Oh, you can ride him in there. Yeah, you can find him. Uh, I can't. Um, I just wrote down that it's there. I don't remember where I found it. <laughs> cool. Well, he is uh, fun to control. He glides. I know that from his uh, bonus level. Oh right, right. After that, you are in. Uh, well, you meet up with. The orangutan gang. 
And it's weird because I don't know why orangutan is hyphenated. Is that a real thing? I No, it's not. You know what I mean? But it's like orangu-tan gang. Yes, and you don't actually meet them until about halfway through the level. No, and they're actually listed as Mankey Kong in the book, and they're actually my favorite enemy in this game. Like, they they look gross, but they're supposed to. You know okay, what I mean? I was going to say, they're pretty gross looking. I'm yeah. surprised. No, but they're supposed to. Like, they have this, like... It's kind know, of a hideousness. Mangy. mangy yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they, like, one arm chuck these barrels at you. I do love that animation. The way they chuck that barrel is very nice. And um, it made, made me curious where I'm like, can't there be other, like, evil ape tribes? Why do we got to fight against crocodiles? That, you know, this could be the start of some world building. Well, and to me, that one kind of had, like, a little touch of Disney uh, in, its, mm. in its character design. I think... To me, that's what made it a little less yeah. uh, horrible. But it's a cool, like, the level's got, you know, they got the sunset. It looks good. You know, walking on some vines between trees. It's like, uh, it looks nice. It's just kind of it does. a boring level. It's a lot of barrel dodging. Well, if you are bored by that level, I'm mm. sure you'll be real excited by the next level. Back underwater <laughs> in Clam City. Clam City is Coral Caper Part 2. It is. Uh, there's just more fish. And uh, and you if your first encounter with Clambo, yeah, a clam that shoots out pearls. But shouldn't he be an oyster then? I well, you know, I don't know. I don't either. It's a weird. <laughs> but again, you need to find that fish. He is the only way to make it through this level, uh, keeping your sanity. You know, once you have uh, plundered Clam City, <laughs> you find yourself uh, going up against Bumble B Rumble. That's right. This uh, you. Run uh, run barrels into a giant bee. Yeah, it's the second time you fight a boss that is just a larger sprite of an enemy. Um, Most of them are, aren't they? Like Not that head. That bird head was a different bird oh, head sprite. Oh, I guess that's true. I always thought of, I mean, because you don't really see his body so much. like Right. Yeah. But, you know, a lot of the bosses in this game are pretty lazy in that aspect. But we haven't gotten to the laziest one yet. I can't wait. <laughs> uh, you throw a couple barrels into this bee, and he's done. You are done with the area. You can finally move up that mountain. Mm-hmm. All the way up to Gorilla Glacier. Yeah, it's um, a kind of mountaintop snowy area. And uh, right off the bat, you are in the Snow Barrel Blast. And um, I wrote down again, great looking background. I like the, the snowy pine trees and stuff. And, Some mountains uh, peeking in. It, it, you know, and when I read the title of this uh, level, I was like, oh, crap. And, you know, at first I was kind of pleasantly surprised. Like, There's first not that half many. The level. There's not that many barrels. This is okay. But the end is a bunch of crap that if you're smart, you can skip. I luckily almost died and fell into one of these hidden barrels along the bottom that blasts you past everything. Yeah, this was the beginning of my mind being blown by um, people's memory of the levels where I was like, whoa, oh, I thought you were killing yourself. But no, you're just taking this super shortcut across the bottom of the map. And it gives you a bunch of bananas, so it's, you know, it's all right. It's totally worth it. Uh, Next, you are in the Slip and Slide Ride. (laughs) Yeah, it's... uh... Another cool looking background. You got some. This uh, is my favorite looking level. It looks awesome. It's a you know bunch of crystals. Like yeah, you're in a, like a crystal mine. Yeah, it's a weird. Uh, and there's like reflective light bouncing off all of them, like sh- shining through the crystals. It's it a lo- cool effect. It looks good. But that's about it. Yeah, get some more armadillos. Lots now, of ropes. This game or this level is cool because it is a little different in the fact that it's a little vertical along with the side scrolling. Yeah, yeah. It feels like you're almost. Um, you know, it's like an underwater level, 
but yeah. you're above water, you know, but and there that, is no water and that you're going up and down and back and forth. And you're using a lot of ropes to make it through here. And this, I think, introduces the color coded ropes. Uh, one makes you go up, one makes you go down. And therefore, you have to hold on to them real short, like for really short periods of time. <laughs> I didn't notice the color system. <laughs> yeah, I think red means down, green means up. Okay. I was just trying to remember. I was like, all right, this one. <laughs> what is wrong with me? Okay. I don't know. I can't blame Donkey Kong for that one, okay? No, no, you can't. Uh, but you did make it through, which uh, then put you at the Ice Age Alley. Now, is this the full-on snow level? I think it's one of the first ones. It's coming down. It looks, again, looks good. I like the way that the snowstorm looks, and there's a there's a hidden ostrich to the left of the start. Oh, nice. I, I found. Um, Otherwise, pretty um, bland, side-scrolling, mm -hmm. jump-over-stuff level. Rope swinging a little bit. A little bit. After that, you'll find yourself here in the Croctopus Cave. Yeah, lots of croctopi in here, or croctopodes. Yeah, now this level can be a little rough. Well, it's it's this is a like like they really like make you work. Like you're constantly, you know, you're barely moving, you know, you're back and forth and up and back and forth and you know, this like they they're it feels like filler. Not just that, but there is an area right before the exit where you have to run this gauntlet of fish. Yeah. If you don't have that swordfish, it is near impossible to get through. And the this is the first appearance of the um the enemy squids which are named squidges. Yeah, also, I guess all of the octopuses are croctopuses. Mm-hmm. But they don't look like, uh, like, even in the book, it's like, they don't have, like, a, a crocodile head or anything. Thank God, because that would be disgusting. Following that, you'll be in Torchlight Trouble. With our first appearance of Squawks the Parrot. And the only appearance. Mm-hmm. Um, he shines the light the direction you're looking. Okay, cool. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, that's something. I There's... don't know what, you know... Diddy Kong's lazy butt can't carry it for you, but... No, spike tires. Mm -hmm, Avoid mm -hmm. those. That's that's about it. There's some... Uh, is this the first uh, burning oil drums, I think? I like... think it might be. So you got to wait for the oil to burn out for a second and then move along. Mm -hmm. You do move along, and you are in the Rope Bridge Rumble. Another uh, tree village. Looks just as good as that first one. But this one's got tires. Yeah, it's a little annoying, but it's not horrible. You know, and I'm just now, I did play this one, actually. Who, where are these tires coming from? There's, like, tires and wheels, but there's no evidence of cars or any other vehicles other than barrel planes. Maybe from the army guys? Yeah. The, the, yeah. Who knows? I mean, I guess there are factories later. Who knows what they're making, so. Yeah, that's a weird thing we'll get to, but, um, yeah, I did play the, through this level, because um, mm -hmm. I like the jumpy, bouncy parts. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're all right, and uh, you can find a hidden frog in this one after... You kind of fall down after the, I think it's the very first uh, critter croc that you see. Gotcha. I screwed up and would have died, but. Now, also, some of these areas are a little slippery, the ice areas, mm -hmm. but not enough to really matter. No, it didn't bother me. Like, you know, normally uh, in other platformers, you're not know, talking Kid Icarus here. No, yo. <laughs> yeah. When you get to the ice levels, it's like, you know, you got to concentrate and start calculating your slides. But this one is, it's negligible. It is negligible. And then afterwards, you find yourself at your final boss of the area. Mm-hmm. The really naughty rampage. Really naughty. You know, it's lazy to make an, a, a boss just a big version of an enemy, but it's even lazier to just make another boss a version of that boss that was a version of it. You know, this guy Is there just, any difference? He jumps after you hit him sometimes. But I mean, color-wise or anything? I, he looks... I, yeah, not really. I, I think the other one's gray. And this one's brown? Yeah. 
Okay. So there you go. Five you, hits. You do the same thing you did for the other one, and he'll be dead. You'll get your giant banana, mm-hmm. and then you can move back down the other side of the mountain to Crim Croc Industries Incorporated. Yep. You're in the industrial sector now. Yeah, it's like smoggy and gross. And at the beginning, you are in Oil Drum Alley. Yeah, it's a, you know, kind of an interior, like a factory interior. I mean, it looks all right. You have lots of burning oil drums. Surprise, surprise. And the aptly named Oil Drum Alley. Now, I don't know if it's here or at one of the other uh, levels in this area, but you also encounter this really annoying oil drum. The, the on and off ones that... Well, what it is is it flames up twice small mm-hmm. and then as a third big long flame and mm-hmm. you have to wait for all of those to d- happen before yeah. it cycles then, to an empty barrel that way you can jump yeah that took us a minute <laughs> to figure that one out but we did good job uh you know there's a lot of jumping in that level but it, it, that's actually a really bland level mm, yeah for sure uh followed up by trick track trek yes uh quite so, the tongue twister this is your first encounter with the track um it, like you know, conveyor thing it moves along a, a little track <laughs> yeah just think of a um, super mario world yeah it's like jumping on a platform mm-hmm. the platform has its uh, rail it goes on it goes up down left makes loops wherever you know you just have to stay on it or jump over enemies kill them whatever pretty pretty boring uh recycled kind of level backgrounds it's pretty meh it is a little challenging, though, because if you do uh, get knocked off or don't make a jump, then you're dead. Yeah, starting back over. If you don't have to start back over and you make it through, you will find yourself in some elevator antics. And um, it's just kind of weird because it's like a level, you're in a cave and it's like, there's two halves. The first half is like just ropes in caves. You're climbing and mm-hmm, voiding mm-hmm. monsters. And then you get to the second half where you have the elevators. Yes. Which are moving up and down. They're very uh, reminiscent of actual Donkey Kong. Yeah. And I don't know, why would, why why is that just a feature in one level? Like these are things, they're, they're platforming staples. Like why couldn't you use these to, you know, add a little spice to many of these uh, vanilla levels that they've churned out over the game? I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, like you said, they're one of the few things from the original Donkey Kong you'll find in here. And yep. uh, you'll jump across them to the exit, which will lead you to what, Nick? To the Poison Pond. Yes, the Poison Pond. Yet another swimming level. <laughs> it says, green water, spike wheels, otherwise exactly the same as every other water level, too long, slow, and boring. Yes. And, you know, I think one of the things that makes the water levels seem so slow and boring is its music. I do like the underwater music a lot. I do, but not for playing a video game. Not for this, yeah. It is like a mellow synth track. I could see it in like an RPG or, you know, maybe if you were like, I'm back in my secret underwater base or... Yeah, it is total town exploring music. It is is not slaying your enemies while riding a crazy (laughs) swordfish music. Lancing them down. But yeah, this level is all about avoiding those uh, spike wheels. Mm -hmm. Good luck, because once you're done... (laughs) Round two. Yeah, minecart madness. I thought this one was actually easier than the first one. Yeah, yeah. I wrote, uh, I just have a big no. No, more BS, not fun. Um, I, I, was, I, I didn't lose as many lives as I did on this one, so. There are not as many awkward jumps in this level. Yeah, especially ones that are on like an incline or decline. Those were ones that I would frequently like, when do you jump? Like, you have to jump sooner than it looks like you do. Right. On those, so. Since yeah. there aren't as many, it is a little more uh, doable. The main challenge of this one is jumping onto enemies or through gaps in enemies. But it's it's really not that bad. Nah. Then you'll find yourself in the blackout basement, which is 
Man, that's an unfortunate name. So <laughs> you never want to tell your girlfriend about the blackout no, basement. Oh no. Or boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. But uh in this one, it's just another underground, I don't know, like a this one is just more factory. Yeah. Um, uh, the lights turn on and off. That's the one hard part. So if you uh are you in control of that? I don't think so. That's later. And mm-hmm. uh so you know, just be patient and Yeah, I wrote down I'm like, this is a lame way to make a boring level harder. It sucks. It does. But once you're through there, you're at your big boss. The final boss of the area, or the only boss of the area. Mm-hmm. The worst boss It's so crappy, man. <laughs> man, I and I can't even remember. You it's... know, I made fun of some of the bosses in Act Razor. Right. But those 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 bosses seem like thought out, you know, thesis exercises <laughs> compared to this. They at least look cool. This is a aptly named Boss Dumb Drum. Yeah, he's just a giant version of those enemy spawning oil dr- drums that you encounter in the levels. And, and you can't even attack it. It just bounces around. Yep. And uh, drops out enemies. Yeah, it kind of hovers at the top and. Um... It, it drops as each time, um, you know, it'll drop uh, sequences like, you know, you start with the critters, then the, the slipper snakes, uh, mm-hmm. clap traps, and then some clumps, and then the army armadillos. And, and you've already given this boss too much time because and, it's that horrible. Yeah, and you, you beat it and you move You along. beat it just by killing those enemies yeah. that drops, and it which just, are all very easy. Yes, it's uh, so stupid. It is. But thank goodness, because when you're done with that, you, you think, am I done with the game? Nope. <laughs> you're moving back down the other side of the mountain. You're, you're like five feet from where you started. I was really like, no, not another. <laughs> right. I thought well, I was getting close, man. You are. You're getting close. You are now in the chimp caverns. Mm. And at the beginning of the chimp caverns are the tanked up trouble level. Yeah, this is a, yeah, another conveyor belt level, but now you have to get gas for it. Yeah, and the barrels that supply the fuel for your little um, vehicle on the track, they have different amounts of fuel in them. Yeah, you can hold up to like five units, and you have little lights on the conveyor belt now, mm-hmm. I think, and then each you know barrel will have little dots for how much fuel units are in it. We didn't figure that one out for a minute either. I did, at first I was like, what the? Well, I, I I did, but uh-huh. you know, but yeah, and, uh, it can get a little hairy. Lots of bees, man. It sucks. Yeah, because uh, of those bees. And I think you do. You have you have to get every fuel barrel, right? Like I think in the first half of the level, you can skip a couple okay. because they're all five, which is the full fuel barrel. But once you get to the second half of the level, and they're only twos and ones, you have to. Or right. You're, you're sunk. Well, following uh, that fun, you will find uh, yourself in the level manic mincers. Yeah, I guess is that what the, the spiky wheels are. Called mincers, maybe? I didn't really... Let's call them that. Let's go. Well, these mincers, I realize... This is a level where I realize, I'm like, they're just bees. Yep. There's... Why... <laughs> it's just another... It's like a sprite swap. A weird one, too. Or at least the bees have a reason to fly. These are just hovering spike wheels. Yeah, and this level is a very boring uh, cave. Yeah, you... Just go to the right. Get a, There's a rhino. Yay. <laughs> there's a lot of those beavers in here that I hate. Mm. But, you know, you make it through. And you will be in the Misty Mine. Yeah, this is, uh, you know, you get some foggy mine. As it, it's a cool you, effect. I do enjoy it. It looks good. There, this is the, there are tons of those enemy spawning dumb drums in here. Uh, yeah, they can be a little rough, too. Uh, when they're on the high ground, getting to them to end their reign, because if you land on them, they will not spawn any while you're standing on them. They're like the tubes in Mario 2 that... You know, uh, always they plop those shy guys out in certain rooms. Yeah. And if you're on them, they'll stop. But otherwise, 
nothing nothing too crazy you can there's a couple places here this is a place where you can farm lives because if you if you land on eight enemies in the air without touching you'll get a one-up oh i did i did so uh, if you can keep that. hopping off the, the rope and you know i got a couple of them just because i was proud of myself for thinking of it but you can get so many other lives that's what's the point true um well the point is you need to continue on to loopy lights and we get some more. This is where you see the uh, the on and off light barrels. Right. This is what I was thinking about when we were talking about the on and off light stage. Mm-hmm. This one is not automatic. Well, it is automatic that the lights turn off. Mm-hmm. But you uh, have barrels that you can hit that will turn the lights back on for a short period of time. Yeah. And I mean, there's a lot of platforms you got to jump on that are moving left and right. So you really want the light on because there's no way you're you know getting forward without it and uh if you're really on it you'll be able to keep the lights on for the majority of the level yes it's not that bad but there's the there are the the purple clap traps that that jump at you now that caught me off guard with the first one Mm. and there's a real big jerk buzzard in the later part that Mm. you can't see and is throwing coconuts on you oh was he off the top of the yeah (sighs) come on man at least let the screen oh no you can see i think if the lights are on you can see him but it's an area where it's almost impossible to have the lights on, and it's totally safe to run. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, so either way, there is um, a big bouncy area. you got to jump across a whole bunch of those tires. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you stay on top of it. The level's not, not too rough. Well, after that, you'll find yourself in the uh, platform perils. Yes, sir. Uh, more mine scaffolding level. Uh, Super generic scaffolding level. Moving platforms. Yeah, the second half, you do find yourself in an area with uh, platforms that have an arrow on them. The arrow shows you which direction they'll move. This this is, I think, the hardest level in the game. Um, oh, really? Because you, it's like, you have to get those barrels to kill those guys at the end on the other moving, you know? Oh, you know what? We weren't sure. Uh, because we were just doing that every time automatically. And then I actually asked that question. I said, can you kill those guys without the barrel? And then everyone looked at each other like, I don't know, maybe. We we always just do it. I I had always done it, but it's like if you miss, you know, you don't get that barrel or you miss it and it falls down, you're you're just dead, you know. Exactly. Um, You know, I was relying on the latent skills of those who have played in the past. Mm -hmm. Well, Well, if you can make it through all of those deadly uh, Kremlins, you will find yourself at... Neckie's Revenge. It is the same exact bird head boss from before. Well, um, it has a purple-ish head now, and uh, it will spit more nuts out. And you have to hit it more times, it looks like. I I had I wrote down five hits, but like, but maybe I'm wrong. I I didn't. uh, Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know know either. (laughs) I do know that this one seemed a little harder because of the constant spewing of nuts. Well, it's like each time you hit it, he spits more out in between. You know, right? And it ratchets up as you go. But five hits, or well, maybe five hits. Let us know, cartridge commandos. Once you've destroyed him, you've got one more level to go to. The pirate ship. Yeah, the gangplank galleon. And, you know, another five le- five or six levels to slog through. No. How surprised were you, Nick? I was. I was so happy. I was like, all right, you know, like... I mean, but part of me was actually kind of like, well, at least it'll be a, a ship theme. Like, these levels will have something new. But then right. I was like, well, no, but great. Let's let's get through this. And you do. You just, you're dumped right onto the ship where you fight King K. Rule. Mm-hmm. He is a big, fat, lord crocodile king. He is. And um, he throws his crown at you. Yeah, I mean. If That's you, the only time he's vulnerable. Yeah, if you jump on him while he has a crown on, you die, right? You get yep. hit. But uh, he jumps around on the board, and then he um, 
does he do the attack with the cannonballs? At yeah, first? Well, it's like you jump on him and then he'll like rush at you and then from time to time he'll jump across the the screen and mm-hmm. then when he lands it's like shakes and some cannonballs come down. And they're really easy to dodge. Yeah, and but this guy, yeah. You know, you might hit him five times and think it's over, but no. No, after, it is over because the, the credits with well, a K comes yeah, out. Yeah, well, that's after six hits. So okay. I was like, I was like, oh man, how many more could it take? And then you hit him one more time and then you get the, which is pretty funny. I thought, you know, fake ending with the like Kremlin names and stuff for yeah. credits instead. Everything starts with a K. I, I do like the fact that, you know, if they're going to go for the fake out, they at least really play hard into it and give you some credits. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was. I had to chuckle. But disappointingly, when he comes back for a second form, there is yeah. no second form. It's still just him. Yeah, I mean... He's faster. I, yeah, and... Uh, jumps more. More cannonballs fall. Yeah, it's like three at a time. Yeah. Three waves of them at a time. But It's just like as he gets more... As you hit him more, his uh, he just repeats his attack patterns more before oh. he's vulnerable. You know what okay. I mean? They all ratchet up. But he's really not much harder. Nah. And you uh, beat him? Mm-hmm. And that's it. And you're, you're good. You get your final giant banana. Yep. You um, go back home to your banana hoard house, your tree house. Yeah. And then um, you have like a weird little like Three Stooges scene with Diddy Kong. <laughs> yeah. Where you guys like prank each other and like knock each other down and stuff. It's real weird. Yep. It's, it is what it is. And then you get um, a full set of credits. Yeah, and I mean, this is where, you know, as soon as the, I was like, I'm done, I'm done, I don't even care. Like, well, during uh, the credits, uh, you get to see all of the enemies. They all come across the screen with their real names. Nice. Uh, you get to see all the family members. Okay. Kind of nice. Um, and, you know, because this game was made by a non-Japanese con- company, you can recognize all of the names. Right, right. You know, Stampers, Smiths, all that stuff. Not yeah. that, you know, it's it's better because of that. It's just an interesting note. It's a, yeah, a rarity. From Rare. <laughs> and then at the very end of that, it is a full-on game resets itself. Oh, really? Oh, it just loops back around. And uh, it, I think it has saved your file, though, because once you start the game, mm-hmm. you can go check your hoard. And uh, when you do, you walk in, it is full of bananas, finally. Oh, well, that's cool. And you get like a little, like, whoa, whoa, whatever, you know, Don oh. does his thing. Yeah, we didn't mention the creepy monkey noises he makes. Like, I think they're they're so gross. Well, we'll get there in there. Nah. <laughs> but, um, so there is that nice little touch for you at the end. You do get to see the fruit, the literal fruit of your reward. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is going to be an interesting one, Nick. We are now at the review section of our podcast. And as always, we use the Nintendo Power Review System across, I don't know, what is it, four categories? Yes, sir. And each of those categories can receive anywhere between zero and five as a rating. (laughs) Starting with... Well, this is the first time you mentioned zero to five, Eric. No, I think I did before. Oh, okay. uh... That's the first time I remember. (laughs) I just... Oh, I thought it was one to five. (laughs) Let us us begin with graphics and sound. Well, I gave this game a 3.0. Oh, really? For graphic? Okay. Yeah, because, you know, while it's not my cup of tea, I can understand that these are, in some ways, good graphics. And there is a level of polish to the animation that That's I find true. very refreshing. I gave, I gave it a 2, because, uh, which in parentheses, I kind of put, I was like, it gets a 1 for graphics, 
put a three for music because I really like the music. It's high quality, and you know all the the backgrounds look good. But and even if you remove the my own personal distaste for the Donkey Kong face, uh, I feel like the Super Nintendo, at least at this point, just couldn't handle it, and it's just too pixelated. I feel like even, especially the main even apes. When, even when he looks off the edge, and his eyeballs shoot out. Ugh. That's gross too because it's like you don't just throw in like one, you know, I have Looney Tunes animations once, you know, and no other time. It True. offended me. Now, I really did enjoy the backgrounds. Uh, you know, the effects of the change of time, mm-hmm. the various weather effects. Those were yeah. all really good. I mean, it wasn't quite as colorful in some, you know, for the most part, because you are just kind of like, well, here's another cave. They all look this, you know, but you do get like, what, six different backgrounds, maybe. It's not true. It's and just... the music is very good. And I also really thought the sound effects were really good. They sounded like the things they were supposed to, you know, the mind Carts, the clank of the wheels, that kind of stuff was really good. Mm-hmm. As much as I may find some of the monkey sound effects disgusting, <laughs> yeah, they were well done. Yeah, I mean, it's more of a subjective thing, I guess. We're distasteful, at least on my part. I'll, I'll acknowledge that. So then, Nick, what did you give this game uh, as far as challenge is concerned? I gave it a 4. Okay, I gave it a 3.5. I think... Um, for the most part, it's pretty medium in, in challenge, but there are certain levels where it really spikes, And but the hardest thing of all is getting the will to just play more because I just was like, it. that was, <laughs> I didn't want to. It's not fun. Yeah, you know, my notes on this part are that uh, most of the game is easy, but there are parts that are just way too hard. And it's like, normally when you encounter a hard part and get past it, there's a certain um, achievement, like, or you know what I mean? I'm like, man, I'm, I beat it and I'm done. But with this, it was just anger, where I was like, why did you put me through that? Like, it's not, it's unfair gameplay a lot of times. Yeah, I'm looking at you, minecart levels. <laughs> well, out of order, but uh, what did you think of the play control in this game? I gave it a 2. I gave it a 2.5. Okay, I, I think it's normally pretty decent, standard, but... I, you know, I don't know. Like, the carts and barrels parts, like, really bring it down. I don't, you know, it's... See, to me, depending on who you were playing, you either felt too squirrely or too stocky. Well, okay, I will say that I was almost always Diddy Kong um, because I liked his jump better, so... But he was so squirrely in it. Like, and not in a good way, like I guess, uh, but it Luigi. Was like, but, yeah, but, like, well, uh, see, I don't know. See, I, I, I don't like the Luigi jump, so maybe this is, like, my happy medium, but I felt like Donkey Kong just felt so slow, and for me, I was like, I'm just trying to get through this crap as fast yeah. as I can. I wanted to play control in the middle of the two characters. I can see that. But that's yeah. just not an option. Yeah. Well, our final category, Nick, is theme and fun. I gave it a one. Aw. <laughs> it's my first one ever. <laughs> I give it a two. Well, I think, you know, I wrote down some levels are almost fun. Like, there's some levels where I felt like they're starting to get there, you know, uh, bouncy bananas. You know, I'm like, oh, there's multiple paths, or I'm exploring a little. I'm, right, I'm, right. I'm using mechanics to do different things, but for the most part, it's too repetitive. It feels like like a an older NES game that just got a graphical update. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's area-wise, like, the themes are spot on. Yeah, yeah. No, but, that's true. The graphically, you know. Yeah, and, so I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed that, you know, it's like, oh, I'm in the forest. I'm in the Arctic zone, this or that. Yeah. That part really resonated with me. But I, I, there could be fun to have in this game, but just not for me. I get, Well, in a world, when did Super Mario World come out? 
Yeah, well, a couple years before this, I mean, well, granted that did set a high standard early on in the Super Nintendo lifetime, but I'm like, even Super Mario 3 has more to offer gameplay-wise by a long shot than this game that came out like four years later. (laughs) Well, I think I know the answer to this question, Nick, but... (laughs) Should you play this game? You should not. I forbid it. <laughs> you know, I agreed. I said no. I think um, maybe you have some nostalgia. I yeah, know. I said maybe a sequel. Maybe one of the sequels are good. Yeah, I mean, I feel like this game has... I feel like we're going to have to find out one day. Ugh, it has the raw clay to make a decent game, but it just wasn't fully there yet. To me, this game is, as I said before, about five or six great ideas. But then they wanted a game that had 10, so they just doubled those five. (laughs) Yeah. You know, there are things that are fun in this game, but then you do it five more times with slight variance on that theme. You know, and to draw a contrast with our last game, DuckTales, like DuckTales only had five levels. And for me, I also, you know, I was like, man, I just wish there was more to it. It feels like five-eighths of a game, but the... You know, the other approach would be this, where I'm like, maybe if they only, if they cut this game in half to where... you know, you have enough mechanics to maybe fill out 20 levels, or, right? you know, like to keep the, keep it fresh, you know, or interesting. I agree. No, maybe you have some nostalgia for this game. This was one of those you had on the Super Nintendo. Maybe you got the pack-in version. Who knows? But if you did, more power to you. Yeah, I feel, I feel for you, man. Go play this game again, <laughs> just for that, that little bit of uh, reclaiming your youth. <sighs> Otherwise... We're going to have to say for the first time, for both of us, yeah. hold off. Yeah, I this game inspired a hatred for Donkey Kong for me that made me, um, whenever I would see him in Smash Brothers, he was always public enemy or, number one. Or, as I can attest, Mario Kart as well. Oh, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I have a grudge to this day. So if there are any Donkey Kong defenders out there, watch your back. Don't watch your back. Write in and address your letter specifically to Nick. I will make sure he gets it. Next week's game will be the original Metal Gear for the Nintendo Entertainment System. And remember, folks, if there's anything we missed or stuff we got wrong, let us know at cartridgecommand at gmail.com and we'll address it in the future. Yes, please. Hit us up with any of your memories of this game uh, or any angry tirades you'd like to point at Nick. You or know, you can thank me for opening your eyes. <laughs> Maybe you will do that instead. Otherwise, we do love hearing from all of you uh, cartridge commandos around the world. You know, uh, Australia, we've heard from you. Amazing. Uh, you know, across this country, we keep hearing from people. We love it. Keep the letters coming in and we can do a mini-sode and pad it out with some viewer mail. You can always subscribe to the show on your favorite podcasting app. You can like us on Facebook. Spread the word. Get more people listening. Tell a friend. We want to grow the Cartridge Commando army. You can follow us on Twitter at Cart Command. And thank you so much for all of our recent pledges this holiday season. Your money on Patreon makes this podcast happen. So thank you. Yeah, thanks for being generous with your banana hordes. Yes, indeed. And, as always, Cartridge Commandos, Game On!
I didn't think that would go that long. <laughs> I was like, I wrote all these like notes down where I was like, well, I mean, just in case, like, 